Welcome to Business Conversations with your host, business strategist, Clive Enever. Clive is joined by expert guests as they talk business behind the scenes to give you the tools and insights to support your growth, security, and serenity as you strive for your success. Welcome to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. I am Clive Enever, business strategist, and we're having conversation with Ella Gibbons about the economy of harmony. Ella Gibbons has been a professional filmmaker, producer, and cinematographer for 10 years with a passion for bringing to life unique and extraordinary projects. Three years ago, she was open to meditation, a deeper spirituality, and creativity. She was inspired to create the production and multimedia company, The Atlas of Consciousness, which produces purpose-driven videos, podcasts, and books, which help us all to see ourselves and our world in a new way. Welcome, Ella. Hello, Clive. Great to be here. It's great to have you. And although that I created something of a tongue twister to introduce you there, we're actually very glad to have you because tell us a little bit about this meditation and a deeper spirituality. That's an amazing question to ask straight up. So basically, I guess... I've been a filmmaker for the last 10 years, but about just over three years ago, probably four years ago, I sort of discovered a deeper sense of self, I guess, and meditation was a crucial part of that. I actually went through the mental illness called psychosis, but I basically decided to face my fears head on and meditation was the way to do it. And I haven't missed a day since and it has totally changed my life so it wasn't just it started with my mind and clearing my mind but basically it's worked wonders on my entire life my entire my relationship started to evolve and change and become more harmonious my home life my friendships my then a business came from it a business idea in meditation and in my dreams and since then I've moved to more harmonious places and I've had deeper and deeper creativity than I've ever had come to me. Just ideas for stories, ideas for podcasts and books, you know, writing all these things that have come from the space created by daily meditation. Yeah, some people, of course, think that those of us who engage in meditation are bits of dreamers or ne'er-do-well type persons Others, however, write stories about how it can do just what you've described. It can open us up to greater intelligence and greater clarity so that we can find these things. How did you deal with the difference between those two or did you not consider it at all when you started? Well, I guess the way meditation came to me was maybe a bit organic. So I didn't really have those preconceptions about it. I had friends that had started meditating and for some reason their lives seemed to be so much more in order than mine. And they suggested that I should start meditating and I'm filmmakers as well and really clear, amazing ideas. So I had sort of a pretty amazing selling point for it back then because I wanted to have that much clarity and I wanted to have ideas that were that original and deep as well. And they said I should start. And I think, unfortunately, I was kind of driven into a wall by the time I started properly, I think I tried, but I didn't really do it properly. And then I was just out of hospital and 
there was no other way, you know? And I joined Headspace, which is a meditation app, and it's totally changed my life. It gave me the structure I needed to understand how to meditate. And after a year, I understood and I knew well myself, and I just put a timer on. And it's exactly like, you know, exercise is healthy for you. Like meditation is healthy for everyone. And it's just about, for as challenging as it might be in the beginning, it's really about persistence and just about it's opening space in your mind. There's no harm in that. And, and ultimately what comes with opening space is what you said. It's clarity, it's balance, it's harmony, it's understanding who you are clearer. Yeah, I haven't ever seen it really as maybe a woo-woo thing. I think I always saw it really very practically. Indeed, and you described very well that it takes practice. So it's like anything that we undertake, we have to practice to get better at it. Is that right? I mean, I was in a really rough state when I started. So I wouldn't say that that's why I used guided meditation and the Headspace team are amazing what they've put together. It's so clear, but there's so many amazing meditation apps. That's just the one that worked for me. And it changed everything because it, yeah, I needed that structure. And I'm interested to hear you say that even your personal relationships improved as a result of this meditation. Now I hear that you have a tremendously large family. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So I'm Eurasian. I'm mixed Filipino and Caucasian. And anyone that's probably Filipino out there will appreciate that I have a lot of relatives back in the Philippines, probably 50 plus, because my mom has seven siblings and they each have, you know, three or four kids and then my dad's side as well. So yeah, it's it's a big family. Plenty of opportunity for new conversations there. (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot. And actually what I find amazing is some of my cousins subscribed to my newsletter, which I thought was great. When I saw their names, I was like, oh, you know, I haven't spoken to them for ages, but they must be keeping track with what I'm up to because they're keeping track of the the media I put out. It's really cool. Very good. So tell us about this media that you put out. How did you come to get involved? Well, number one, in filmmaking, but then, and we know you did the balance change these other things through meditation, but what drove you to it? I've been passionate about cinema since I was so young. You know, I used to watch so many movies and when I was 15, 14 even, I just had this feeling inside me, can't describe it as anything else, that I really wanted to make movies. And I was really that age and I looked up all the universities in my area and I looked up the best one for movie making and it had a crazy UAI now ATAR and I just studied like there was no tomorrow in year 11 and 12 to get in because I knew once I got into that course my life would change I would have amazingly talented intelligent people around me and just as passionate as me. And it was so true. That's what happened. I entered that course. And since then I've had those networks and still to this day, you know, everyone that's around me, it's either a direct connection from that network or a recommendation. And you were asking about how did that evolve into the business that I have now? So I was filmmaker, cinematographer, and editing and producing for about seven years. And I found 
this deeper sense of myself through that experience. I always had this feeling in the background because of being Filipino. I just always knew I wanted to do something because I went to the Philippines and I just saw how much poverty there was. And I saw that it was systematic. It was about the ideas. And I always had this feeling I wanted to do more, but I didn't really have anything I could say that was more. And I knew I wanted to make a podcast and all these other things, but it was only after the mental illness that all this clarity started to come. And it was by me transforming myself and educating myself with the wisdom I needed to grow from that, that I was able to then pass that on to others. So actually the business that I now run, which is, is really about sharing a new vision of a world. You know, how do we transform ourselves first and then transform the world through media? Think of like a school of life meets vice for kind of a new way of seeing the world. That's all come from teaching myself. And actually the name came in a dream. I was collecting a lot of wisdoms and ideas for a while. And then, you know, suddenly I just had this dream that said, this is what you're making. It's called the Atlas of Consciousness. And, you know, I couldn't even take credit for that name. I went and Googled the name and the URL was free. So I bought it immediately. (laughs) And I started since then, it's just started forming into everything it is now. So I work with conscious leaders to share groundbreaking ideas Some ideas that really people may not have even come across, but the idea is to open people's hearts and open their minds. I make podcasts every month, which really share and share how our emotions meet the world. So how is it that when we transform ourselves, the world around us transforms? That's been my experience, as I explained. And we run events and yeah, I mean, that's the predominant media and that and there's books and it's really just about getting these ideas out into the world. So is it fair to say that in addition to using the meditation and everything that goes along with that, in order for you to create your business, you took a desire that you'd had since you were 14 or 15, added enormous passion and stirred well. And purpose, yes. And I think it only came when I was ready, to be honest, like because there was a lot of desire for a long time, but no understanding of how can I do it? And it was only after I had kind of walked the talk, I guess, that I could then share from my own experiences something different and started connecting with people who were doing just the same thing, like that level of depth and purpose, basically. And I'm intrigued by you finding the name in a dream. I speak to a lot of people who actually have done similar things. (laughs) But does that mean that you actively cultivate your dreams or you monitor your dreaming so that you can recall these things. Many of us have a dream, but we wake up saying, I think I had a dream, not I had a dream and I came up with this. This is a great question. Yes, totally. So we hear about dream journals, like I just have a general journal, but I think the middle of the night, the subconscious, there's so much activity there. And People think of being productive as just being awake and working really hard, but I've really come to learn that productivity is about having a really deep sense of connection to your subconscious and what's going on there, about the way that you believe life to be. And your dreams are metaphoric windows into the way that you may have been brought up or the way you think about the world. And so there's not a chance to be missed there. So I have so many very vivid dreams. And if for a long period of time, when I was particularly in my recovery, 
I recorded every dream. I wrote every dream down in the morning. And then I asked myself, what is this dream about? And I would start to get insights or metaphors or images. And I really came to understand that the dreams were really helpful information on my emotional state. So it gave me the ability to grow from challenging circumstances into just to give me, it was just a window so I could look. I didn't, I would look and without judgment, looking at your dreams, you really have a choice point to choose a new way of being the next day or choose a new thing, new way of operating in yourself. So the dreams are amazing, amazing tools. And you either get, for me, or like, you know, very direct things like business names or thing. I get like action steps, you know, just do this, call this person. And, you know, I do within reason, if it makes sense. Or I'll get metaphorical ideas or movies because of the cinema. They feel very cinematic. And I look into all the metaphors and I look into the way that I feel in the dreams because it's always reflective of how I've been feeling in my daily life and responding to life. Do I want to respond differently? Do I want to grow from that? And yeah, so absolutely. And with some of those that you mentioned, if they make sense, do you find that some of them might not make sense, but at some later time, they suddenly pop up as being totally accurate or perfect for a given circumstance? Yeah, absolutely. And But to be honest, this is where I would say the dream life expands into your everyday life, because don't you find that there are circumstances, there are experiences, there are people you might meet that at the time you might not realize the significance, but like three years later, they come back into your life and you just can't comprehend how it's changing your life. Um, That was exactly what happened actually with the whole, you know, deeper spirituality thing. I had an ex-partner from 10 years ago. I hadn't even spoken to him and he came back into my life. We're just catching up. And it was basically a pivotal marker and a bunch of people that year that I couldn't even have comprehended that totally changed the course of my life because he just asked me some questions that really made me think of things a different way. And I hadn't even thought of some of the que- those ideas ever. So absolutely. Excellent. And you mentioned journaling. Now, as part of what I help people with, I encourage them to journal very specific things. How do you find that journaling has affected your journey? Yes, journaling is critical for for you to get in touch with your personal self. And I would even expand it to free writing. So if you're having really stressful or anxious nights or even days, I find that sometimes that's when meditation, it's not strong enough in a way, like because you might just get distracted by too many thoughts. So then I free write anything in my mind for like 10 pages and you'll find that eventually clarity will come. You'll start to get Yeah, really beautiful, intuitive insights, but it might start as just rubbish. But basically, yeah, journaling is critical because I think every single day it allows you to stay in touch with what's true for you and yourself and allows you to grow yourself. And I find myself really thankful for my journal so much because I think even if I feel there's not many places I can express what I believe or what's true for me, I can always do that in my journal. And it makes me feel expressed and then it'll just expand from there. And I actually, I started a thing that every night, so I have a focus point of what I want to grow in my life and the business is one of the things. And then I, and just growing myself and I write three things I'm grateful for that day that happened that was specifically about my growth. 
and the growth of my business. And it's beautiful because it's not just a gratitude journal, but it's kind of a memoir, like, and, and you get to trace back because all these ways that you grow are so intimately different to one another. And I know that in 10 years time, I'll look back at all the ways that the business and I grew happened with just nothing like what I probably perceived with my mind, but were just so much more surprising and beautiful. Yeah. And in tracing back, do you find that in some of the writings, whether they were very specific or meandering, do you find that there are answers there for modern day or current day events? I always look out for, I know that every so often there will be a thought or a belief system that I'll write down that'll be critical. Like it's actually a trick or a key to what's going on in your life. And so might have written a page of nothing and then I'll just say one sentence and I underline that because I know and I put an asterisk next to it because I know that's what's going on and yeah so that's part of it not just writing everything but taking note on on those key moments that are really relevant to perhaps what's playing out in your life right now. And lots of people report to me that as they grow using things like that they grow on the growth and they grow far more quickly. How have you found that? Yeah, it's a window. And I've always believed it was the fastest way to grow. I think in some ways, the traditional tools like just didn't work for me because I was in such a harsh situation. I did not have any reference points, you know, specifically with the mental illness. I was just told, you know, take drugs and that there was something wrong with me. But what I learned over time was there was nothing wrong with me or anyone that's going through that kind of challenge, whatever the challenge may be it's a really amazing opportunity to unlock a deep part of yourself, but you have to be attentive and you have to be present, really, really present to what's happening and trust at some level that it's going to work out for you in the end. And I found that all that energy, all that negative energy was huge creative energy that wanted to come out of me, but I had to go through the middle of really hard ways of believing about myself. I believe really negative things and there's no way I could build a positive business if I constantly believe negative things about me. So yeah, there was a doorway and an opportunity there to, to walk through. So we need to be encouraging ourselves to think positively. And some of us might find that a little bit difficult because everything seems to be going wrong. Is there something special that allowed you to look deep inside and go, okay, I've got to find the positive things here? It's pretty amazing because I've always been really ambitious. And when I was in hospital, to be fair, I actually think it was my ambition that saved me, truly, because I put a focus. It's a few things, right? It's a really strict focus on what you want. And for me, there was so much clarity back then because it's like, I was in such a hard mental place. So what I wanted was mental health. I wrote it down, mental health, clarity, space, and just to be healthy again. That's what I'd craved. And I basically threw everything I had at, that I could see that was around me. So I just meditated all the time. I did yoga all the time. I journaled. I took down my dreams. I went to counselors. I took note of every positive perspective that was around me. So it was a combination of the intelligence and the ambition and the openness to the spiritual practices that really opened me up and transformed. 
and yeah, some of my counselors could really give me these amazing perspectives that were open. I started reading books. Like I think it was critical at the time that I read Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, because it really reframed the way that I thought of life and what even got me into the into such a harsh situation in the first place. So I really think it was the drive. And I think it's available for every single person. There is no exception. And it's really about just this ridiculous level of determination and belief. I think sometimes it is because these things are challenging and the world is very challenging at times. And I think that's where you have to just dig deeper and put your foot in, like just be even firmer with your practices, the structure of positivity. So even though I'd have a lot of negative stuff happening in my mind, I did yoga every morning. I meditated every morning. I journaled every morning. I did my gratitude lists because I was determined, even if it was so negative coming at me, I was so determined to get out of that and to change my life. And it has totally changed. And and those practices are only helping me. Now things are flowy and easy, so much easier than they, ha- they were where I started. But it was because I started like that, you know, I put in the, the time. And practice, practice, practice becomes a habit. Yep. And of course, it's all a habit, isn't it? Because if we're thinking negatively, we do so because it's a habit. And if we're thinking positively, we do that because it's a habit. Yeah, absolutely. And the positive stuff only leads to more of an incredible supportive network around you. And so you find even if you fall into old patterns, there are so many people around you that you've cultivated that can help you to get out of it. And after that came to you in a dream, Atlas of Consciousness, did you pull it to pieces to see what it meant? It's funny. I think it's in, in retrospect, people have showed me what it's meant and other and the way it's unfolded has showed me what it's meant. But what was clear to me at the time, it was this idea of a map. Like in my tagline at the time was mapping our internal world. So what was happening was I was writing this book called The Book of Emotions and that book was amazing insights on how our emotions can be seen as a map and it mapped from fear to purpose and it showed me all these new ways of seeing my emotions and yeah it's an internal map so it's really an atlas and I found that over time the way that you have an atlas or a map of consciousness is you tell stories so the the storytelling element is the frontiers of consciousness in some way. The stories that I tell are really remarkable. People, the last story I told was amazing. It was about a guy who's going through motor neurons disease and he has only a few years to live, but he's chosen to see his illness in a different way and with a sense of purpose. And he's brought these new people into his life and and he's advocating for a cause. And in some way there's a paradox there because even though he's passing away, he's more seen than he ever has been in his life. So these are the people at the frontiers of consciousness, really doing and trying ways of seeing themselves that others maybe haven't been able to see it that way. And yeah, so it's really quite incredible. It's unfolded over time what the meaning of it is. And it's it'll keep going, I'm sure. Like in 10 years, I'm sure that there'll be more realizations I didn't even realize were in that name. I'm absolutely certain that you're going to keep going and find yeah. new ways. <laughs> and good on you for doing so. But you've just touched on the last uh, story that you were telling and storytelling is something I try and encourage people to become involved in because it brings people together it allows us to relate better to all manner of things give us a little bit of a story about some of your other stories that you're telling in my great like in filmmaking in general or with Mm. the atlas yeah that'll be good with the filmmaking 
So the past 10 years have been really filled with so many different types of documentaries. I did some for the ABC. Um, I went up to Alice Springs and I went up to Broome and I told Indigenous stories. Then I've made a lot of music videos. So I've shared a lot of people's, I guess, expressions of themselves through that. And in terms of other stories with the Atlas, every single story I tell is so special. At the moment, I'm editing a piece for a couple that have a company called Unconditional Love Healing. And the story really is about how in their own healing of themselves, they've come together and found each other. So it's really about how they've let go of more and more and more negativity. And so kind of found each other, not just found each other, but they've created a really positive community. And getting to film their wedding felt, you know, remarkable. I have, it was so, it felt like heaven, to be honest. Like it felt like everyone was very supportive, loving, and deeply compassionate. So yeah, there's some of the stories, but there's so many. There's, I did a piece a few years ago with my business coach at the time. Her name is Giselle Gamby. And she has an amazing story, which was about, she had a son that passed away 10 years into his life, sorry, not 10 years, 10 days into his life. And she only kind of discovered the significance of that many years after. She was on a run and she sat down to meditate and she had this feeling or this image of him coming into her mind and saying, you're here to change people's hearts and minds. And so it was this incredible connection that was formed through what would be traditionally called a death, but it's formed a deeper connection. And she's breathtakingly changed huge amount of lives and will continue to do that, you know, absolutely mine. And it, you know, these things that we can't even fathom in the future trace back to these moments that maybe were so harsh or created so much grief in the past, but ultimately totally transformative. That's excellent. And we encourage you, of course, keep telling these stories because we need to hear them. We need to hear them often. But as we come towards the end of our conversation, Ella, what is the best tip you have received from a business conversation? So for me, I think the conversation is ongoing. So I think it's really not just one conversation, but many conversations in hindsight. So I found that for me, what I've really learned over time is that business is about relationships. And it is about first, obviously, the relationship with yourself, then it's the relationship to your business. But the business is really just about people as well, the people that you have around you. So business really is about depth of relationships and really honoring and appreciating all the relationships that are already around you. And, you know, there are these key ones that will just keep deepening and keep giving back to you. I mean, Giselle is kind of a perfect example because she just coached me for a year, which was incredible. It wasn't just that, she's recommended me on to so many other people that are around her that she's either coaching or she knows of in her network. And I think it's a lifelong relationship there. And so I've really come to truly cherish relationships and know that's where business really starts and ends. It's the relationships you have. Very important that we nurture all the relationships we possibly can. Ella, what is the top piece of advice you would like to leave listeners with today? So I actually... To be honest, like I think it's actually one and the same. It's about relationship. And you know what's incredible? It's that you can never underestimate the power of the relationship you have to yourself and to what's already around you. 
if you work with what's already around you and your relationship to yourself every single day, I can guarantee you that your life will begin to change. If you start to focus sort of relentlessly on staying focused on what you're passionate about, what you dream of, the life you'd love to live, the relationships you'd love to have, and put the structure in place, you know, those daily habits to start moving in that direction and transforming your body and your life, really respecting your body, I think is one of the king pieces. Your life is going to change and it'll be piece by piece. You'll have new people coming into your life that are really much more aligned to who you are. You'll have business ideas that are just amazing and you can't wait to share with the world. You'll have podcasts. You'll, you'll find events that are brand new. It's all about, it has to start with your relationship to yourself and then really caring about the relationships that are around you. Excellent advice. And most importantly, how can our listeners connect with you, Ella, to start their own business conversation? Yes, well, um, head to theatlasofconsciousness.com and you can contact me there. My contact details are there. Yeah, so, and you can reach out to me on Facebook. There's a Facebook page for The Atlas. It's called The Atlas of Consciousness. And it's really easy to just message me on Facebook as well um, or post into our group. There you go. That's theatlasofconsciousness.com. So all very simple. If you don't know how to spell consciousness, <laughs> ask Google. I'll <laughs> find Ella for you. Yeah, Google will help. <laughs> if you type it into Google, you'll find it as well. <laughs> Ella Gibbons, this has been a marvellous conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Thank you. And we do want to keep an eye on you. So at some stage in the future, as you're still telling stories and bigger stories and better stories, we want you back again, please. I would love that. This has been an amazing conversation. These are amazing questions. So yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Conversations with Clive Enever. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes via your favorite podcast app. And you can find more business resources at cliveenever.com.au.